Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. Man, what an, what an exciting edition we have for you. I mean, there's nothing going on in college football, but that's never really stopped us before and never will from recording this quiet, this, this, I don't know what, this podcast, that's still the word for this, right? You're not even clear on what the medium is at this point? We've transcended. Wait, so many things. Spencer, Spencer, this is a vlog. Are you not aware we can see you right now? Uh, oh my god. So I should put on a shirt, right? No. No, no, that's no. Why, no. That's why we've been doing the numbers have been awesome cuz you've been shirtless the whole time. Yeah, through the through the roof. That should be that should be Fox Sports 1 what they do. Just say like, "Hey, yeah, all the programming is exactly like ESPN, but nobody wears shirts." Skip Bayless. No pants. Skip, Listen, Skip's Skip, works out, Skip works out, man. He's ready for that. Skip pantsless. Completely. Skip is, Skip's totally ready for this. He's Skip been fully nude. And here's the thing. Like, some people, if, if Spencer and I were in an argument, but then we had to have the same argument down, in, down to our underwear, it would probably alter how one or both of us, how, like, angry we got. But Skip... <laughs> Skip's not, that's not slowing him down for a second, man. He's a, he's a professional. He's a you, true professional. Do you think Skip Bayless has never argued about LeBron James's clutch qualities while fully nude? You're wrong. Imagine taking a shower at the gym in the stall next to Skip Bayless. He'd, he'd be trying, he would be trying to debate you like while you're soaping up about how trash and cowardly LeBron is. It's like, man. Man, I'm I'm just I'm just wiping wiping my butthole with soap right now. I don't need to talk about LeBron James with you. I skip skips also like you know he, he's he's gonna drop his pants like they tell they tell him to go shirtless. He's you know I no 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 I believe I no, believe no half measures. I believe in this concept. There are people <laughs> there are people like LeBron. Yeah, people. But- we we gotta level this up to Stephen A because the the Stephen A impressions are so much funnier than the Skip impressions. <laughs> <laughs> it's preposterous and things of that nature. Well, and also Stephen A would still be wearing the glasses even though he was nude. <laughs> How tall is Stephen A? Do you think? I've, I, 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 I've, I've, you've seen him in person, yeah, haven't you, Ryan? I, I have seen him in person. I want to say he's like 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, wow! I never would have guessed that. I think that's uh, right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him I'm gonna give him 6. He might. He, he was wearing shoes, so he could have been wearing lifts or something, but... Hmm. No, he wasn't, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't like Costas or anything. The official imdb height listed for Stephen a smith and you know that imdb only tells the truth when it mm-hmm. comes to heights and weights for actors yeah. actresses and media personalities mm-hmm. no Stephen a smith is listed at six one <laughs> that can't oh. be right all right well per mm-hmm. I, per imdb law that means he's five nine I, yeah, <laughs> there's a range there's a range in shoes i am sure that in shoes with a good solid heel he's six one i've seen him in person a couple times and i didn't think he was bigger than me and I'm about five eleven, so well, I'm, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give him six. Yeah, that's I thought, I, didn't Ryan? Didn't you threaten him in an airport or something like that? No, I saw I saw him in an airport, and I wrote a post about how he I wrote like sort of a 
kind of first takey send up on how he wasn't an elite airplane traveler. You know, the kind hmm. of thing PFT comments or probably would have done better. Um, and then no, I, see, I, I remember you, you tweeting at him that you wanted to physically fight him while you were in the same physical location. That doesn't sound like me. Well, I'm, I think I'm, we can check I, I have I have deeply... Wait, was this when I was still anonymous? If so, maybe. It wasn't that long ago. Wasn't that okay. long ago. No. Yeah, um, I, I, I think I de- we definitely got a... We definitely got a... No, 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 no. I, here, here's, what I, here's what I suspect happened. I suspect that, that I tweeted something about Stephen A, and Spencer probably jumped in to say, I will fight him right now. No, nah, for a long time, we were trying to set up Spencer to fight Skip Bayless. I remember that. Right. Because, and, and at one point, we were in the same city. We were in Dallas for the, excuse me, we were in Arlington for the title game. And uh, we tried to set it up so Spencer would fight Skip in the Walmart parking lot across from Jerry World. And then we decided this would make for a fine, uh, I, guess I guess we'd have a tag match. Because you called out Stephen A. Smith and said you wanted to fight him in public. I did. Where is this? Have you found it? It was on Twitter.com. No, I haven't, I haven't looked up shit. No, I just here, got a good here, memory. Here's what I found. This is from 2015. I said, Stephen A is right next to me at the check-in counter, and I really want to ask him if Chili's 2 has the leadership to be a winning lunch. <laughs> and then I said, oh, and if you're wondering, is Stephen A someone who crowds near the front of the boarding area before his section is called? The answer is, yo. All right, hang on. I'm going to look this up. I'm, yeah, yeah. That that you you said the following things about Stephen A. Smith in a 2015 article on SBNation.com. Okay, I'm okay. I'm just gonna go over the highlights here. Okay. This was a, oh this boy! Was a, hey, hey, listeners! You know what's great? Reading old content. No, no. This is yeah. This is the, don't try to dodge this. That's fine. It's on the record. It's on All the right. internet. Yep. Then go away. Yep. So here, you said that first that Stephen A. had a literal me first attitude. That's that's one. Yeah. Right. Because he apparently made kind of a, a forceful charge toward the front of the plane when they were boarding, right? Yeah. Two, that, that Stephen A. put his personal comfort and safety above all else, correct? Yeah. That correction. Right. I have a correction. Okay. You threatened Skip Bayless as well. <laughs> <laughs> you said you wanted to give him an ass-kicking kick, ass at the DFW airport. I, so this I, was, we were setting up a two-on-one handicap match. Wow. Also, also, Stephen A. Smith, uh, he was wearing jeans. Yes, he had a suit, jacket, dress shirt, and tie, but he had on jeans. Can I, can I ask, maybe taxing your memory here, but I'm just going to go a little further. Yeah. Was Stephen A. wearing bad jeans? He was probably wearing bad jeans, right? No, no, I, I, am, I, I am certain that, that they were probably fine jeans. They weren't good, but I would have noticed, like, I've seen, especially... In sports media, there are some terrible genes, and I don't remember them being terrible. All right. And you also said that he doesn't respect the law because he was standing in the aisle when the seatbelt sign, seat sign came on. Well, the seatbelt sign was on. Yes, that's right. He wasn't, he wasn't on his way to the bathroom. Like, I understand that the seatbelt sign has some latitude for, na- you know, our, our normal human needs, but it doesn't mean you can just lounge in the aisle presenting a hazard to yourself and those around you you're not bigger than the law you're not bigger than federal law that's federal law wow Stephen a smith doesn't respect the united states of america lock his ass up so now we've we pretty much reheated this that's good 
uh, we're going to have Ryan Nanny fighting Stephen A. Smith God at WrestleMania. God damn it. Our corporate partners, the WWE, just made that up. We don't. WrestleMania is in Orlando this w- year. That's you perfect. should know WWE is probably going to sue us for that one. For using the They're not. They're not. That's that's parody. It's perfectly legal and, yep. and to, to do that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. We didn't mean it. Sure. Yeah, we'll see. So you got to do it. Spencer, you got to do the Rachel Maddow thing. You got to talk for about 20 minutes to establish why it was, not, it was worthy. We- Wait, have we not already done the Rachel Maddow thing where we're already, we're talking about nothing and people are like, hey, how about you talk about anything relevant? I mean, I think the things we've, we've said were important and laid the groundwork for the big reveal that's coming up shortly. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. really, like, there there is no news this week. We I mean, it's not news when Baylor gets a uh, coach fired or yeah, an ba- assistant fired, I mean, right? Breaking, always, breaking. Always, Baylor say, fucked up. I wouldn't say Baylor got him fired. I would say the coach squarely got himself fired. He, he did. He was texting somebody who, and this is a unique distinction, yeah. somebody who was not a minor under Texas law, but who was a teenager. Which is, which, is it's the easiest word problem, right? Yeah, how so? Explain this to I me. Mean, I mean, the, the, the range is pretty narrow here. Yeah. You're like, mm, just, just not... Yeah. Something that wasn't a good idea. Is it it 16 in Texas? Do I want to know? Is that a thing you should know as an adult? (laughs) I don't. (laughs) If you ever ask that question, even in theory, it's like, ah. No, no. Yeah, uh, I mean, I guess it's it's good y'all don't know off the top of your heads. But, I mean, the oldest. Yeah, it's it's 15. (laughs) (laughs) I feel very strongly that it's. The age of consent in Texas, according to. A website that's called ageofconsent.us, which, good God. Wow, throw your laptop in the garbage. <laughs> it's a company wow. laptop, so it's fine. Uh, Wipe appear- it and burn it. <laughs> appears imagine, to be... ad revenue. Appears to be 17 years old. Oh, okay. okay, so now... And, and by the way, this is, this is very dumb of the staffer, because I would bet you even money he did it on the official phone. That would be like I would bet that's that's maybe what ticked this off. And if it wasn't, it's it's totally dumb and and, and stupid and bad because you're at Baylor and uh, Baylor Baylor there is no margin of error for anything. Now, now. is there a chance this this guy was a uh, it was like a recruiting director or something like that? It wasn't a coach coach? Um, is there a chance that he thought he was talking to a high school prospect and like I got to get you on campus, stud? You know, I got, I got, to, I got to get a look at you up close. And no, but man, that is some Florida, like defense attorney thinking right there. Yeah, so, so I got a defense for you, Jason. Did you ever have you ever considered law school? Yeah, I might. It's not have scary. you ever considered an Have you ever considered an uncredited law school? I'm listening. Here, here's the thing. Take it one step further. He knew that this was not a recruit, but he's so progressive. He's trying to get Baylor have a, a woman on the football team oh women's football team yeah yeah that's yeah that 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 wasn't gonna work it's bold but but it wasn't gonna work so that happened that's like the only actual news from this week and it's not really surprising because oh yeah sure now the person got knocked off the block at baylor that's and and should have and the this is the second matt rule hire who's been released from their duties at baylor the first was uh for what offense 
Well, there was a prostitution sting. There was a prostitution sting. And so here's uh-huh. the thing. You can fuck up at a school. You know, you can fuck up at a job. And these things happen. Um, you you got to really be careful not to, in the wake of a terrible, very, like, devastating scandal, try to fuck up in just a different arena. Like, you know, get caught at a stoplight just passed out because you were drunk in your car or you know shoplift you can do you can do that and keep your job if you've been there a while you can't go ducks you can't do that a week into the job no you can't do do that but you know you you can do that it's it's more of like the like hey do you know what just happened it'd be like if you were the next head coach at Ole Miss and immediately like (laughs) you accidentally tweeted a screenshot of you sending a routing number to a recruit you know like it's it's the it's like just please do something different if you're gonna fuck up if you're gonna be a fuck up just different that's what we really need right now yeah there was fuck, a- up in, fuck up in ways that remind people of less serious mm-hmm. scandals i guess Please. Yeah, quit quit making it quit making it real easy for me to point out this is a religious school that keeps having these kind of issues right like throw me a curveball Make it something that I didn't expect you to have a problem with, right? Like, oh, man, you haven't paid taxes in like nine years, Matt Rule. It's incredible. We have obtained Matt Rule's tax returns. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently he made, well, just, just way more than you did. Just, way just, more than you did. Even no, a hold on, no, stay to the end of the show. We're going to tell you all about what's in these tickety <laughs> tax returns. It's big stuff. We got, oh, I see a seven in here. And that's right, an eight. We have multiple Actually, for, numbers in the tax returns. I mean, he's he's of the age where he would have a respectable respectable income. But if you got like Toledo Matt Campbell, like return, you know, who's now at uh, at like <laughs> Iowa State, but like like if you got like his Toledo assistant numbers, or maybe before that, like I well, want to find if you I went wanna, back like ten or twelve numbers for Matt Campbell, you'd be back into when he was like twenty one. Something yeah, like, like what he's he's working at, he's working at the Chili's too, man. <laughs> okay, so he's a graduate assistant making about nine dollars a year. Yeah, yeah. if there's like we were talking about this internally about which head coach would you want to see the tax filings for, and yeah, I'm sure Jim Harbaugh's and Nick Saban's they're interesting, blah blah blah. Nick Rolovich makes four hundred grand a year, and that's that's not bad money. I'm not going to say that it is, but. He lives in Hawaii. Hawaii, an infamously expensive place mm-hmm. to to reside. Uh, he works for a program that is, I think, pretty well known to be strapped for cash at the moment. Like I'm betting Nick Rolovich, no shade and no hating, has has maybe found a way to be like, ooh, I really got to stretch this out. This 400 grand, really yeah, gotta, no, I, I really got to make it last. And I don't mean the kind of irrational, like, oh man, I got to make this stretch. But we are so, uh, like, we are so used to the notion that you know coaches have way too much money, which they kind of that they do because some of that money should probably be going to players. But Nick Rolovich probably has had like a month where he's gone, yeah, man, I got to ease back on that boat fund. <laughs> we're only you know? we're only shopping at Aldi this month. That's how it's got to be. Sometimes it. I'm saving up for that down payment on the new house, man. If you if you looked at how much stuff cost on the North Shore, no way. That summer house ain't paying for itself. Nick's got to Nick's got to slow down. I'm I'm not going to eat spam because it's you know 
because it's like the Hawaii thing to do. I'm, I'm, this is for the savings. This is for this is for the love of the game. Yeah, uh, I have one other note to mention. Uh, which hey, thanks thanks our college football. We love you, and, and sometimes you honor quotes that I haven't seen. For instance, like I don't really go by TigerNet as often as I should. And that's where they have this quote from reigning national champion coach Dabo Swinney. That's, by the way, reigning national champion because Clemson won the national championship over Alabama, who blew a double-digit lead to seed the game to the Clemson Tigers. Blew a double-digit lead in, late in the title game. Mm-hmm. Can't an imagine unf- that. An unfamiliar phenomenon across multiple sports. Multiple. I'm not going to name any in particular. Like maybe must a be awful. A twenty-eight-three lead would be real bad. It wasn't yeah. that bad. That's too, that's too much. That's too, that's too many. I don't think that could happen. No, no, that's that's impossible. Especially in something like the NFL, with you know they got like a short clock and guys who can tackle. It's crazy. Um, so this is what Dabo said when asked about uh, the culture they've created at Clemson and anchored to the mighty symbol of an adult-sized slide as a symbol of. How you just got to let things flow, man. Not what it is. It's just actually a big slide that they have in their giant football palace facility thing. So now that the Tigers have won it all, this is the quote from the article, what happens? Have, have either of you guys heard this quote? It's no, amazing. This, this is the first it's time a, I'm hearing it. I'm excited. This is brand new material. <clears throat> you just start over. You got to fight like crap to protect your culture in every area. Man, I just want to. You got, you've got to fight like crap to protect your culture in every area. <laughs> now I understand when you take the construct "fight like hell," right? It only really works with "fight like hell." I know where Dabo was going with this. He's trying to reach out for a, a new right. form of emphasis and didn't want to say hell. Fight like shit? Just, no, that doesn't work. No. <laughs> you've got to fight like shit. Fight okay, like I can ass? do that. Fight like ass? No, that doesn't work. No, no, no! You gotta no, that's, fight. That's, you, you, you gotta fight like fuck. Get closer. I, I, I think I think fight like ass is what Clemson was doing in in the Bowden years. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Collapsing as time went on. That that was that was Clemson, like an ass, over fight, the years. Fight like crap. You gotta fight. You gotta fight like crap. Yeah, <laughs> that's 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 a real like fired up dad, but knows parents was, are watching. <laughs> can't grab a profanity even though that's what you want to grab here man did you hear Dabo in youth group i think i'm worried about him you gotta fight like crap <gasps> for the love of the lord it's like at least nine people covering their mouth somewhere in upstate south carolina going Dabo said crap do you know what do you know what's especially depressing to me about this like it's not that long ago that we would have said Clemson win a national title over Alabama. You're crazy. That doesn't make any damn sense. It, but it's true. And Clemson won a national title for the first time in, you know, 30 plus years. I would like to think that that is a circumstance where you could say what happens next. And you are allowed to say, yeah, man, this is awesome. I don't know. Maybe we'll win another one. Maybe we won't. It's hard. I can tell you it's hard having lost one and won one, but like it's just great. Can't that just be enough? Um, but you can't, you can't do that. Which, which is really unfortunate because pick. I, I want you to just pick any team that you think is like in the solid middle class of college football right now. 
Just give uh, me any team in the like yeah. NC so, State. Okay. NC State, sure. Great. Sure. And let's, let's say, stay in let's the textile say, ball. Let's say three years from now, Dave Doran wins a national championship with NC State. We're all like, oh my god, the Wolf Pack? Really? That's amazing. We're all, you know, college football Twitter is probably rallying behind them because it's NC State and we're all excited. And then Dave Doran has to come out two months later and be like, yeah, we're just focused on, you know, it's a, we're 0-0 we're at this point. We just got to reload. The, you know, that's all in the past. And you you look backwards, that's the fastest way to run into a wall. Like, I hate that shit. Why can't we just be, why can't you just, if you are a program that hasn't won a championship in a while, just be like, yep. So, yeah, yeah. What I want to see out of Clemson this upcoming season is I want to see Dabo has gained like 35 pounds, is super, super tan. Um, players just rat tail looking. Re- yeah. <laughs> players <laughs> looking real lackadaisical. Nobody learned any plays. No one really cares. J- they just sort of keep looking at the banner. The, the thing to do would be if you're, if you do that, like I, I would take an example of, Oh, I'll just pick one randomly. 2007. If Rich Rod pulls that off, goes to the national title game and runs rings around LSU. Right. And we get or Ohio State, however it matches up, and West Virginia wins a national championship. You quit, right? Yeah, that's when you yeah you you're out. Absolutely leave, just go because it's never you're never like you know what the next year is going to be like. Hell, it's going to be absolute hell. And you know who you need to ask about this? Gene Chizik. <laughs> go. Gene, Ch- Gene Chizik's out the damn game, y'all. He, he, he figured it out late, but he figured it out. I mean, if he'd been properly brilliant, he would have seen Cam Newton, right, at the draft and gone, yeah, boys, I think it's time to buy a boat. <laughs> he would have gone, hey, Nick Rolovich, saving and scraping for that boat. That's pretty bad, man. I'm getting one right now. Leave look, at, look at me. I got a boat dealership. That's my new career. <laughs> What'd you do? I opened a bar in Auburn. How much money does it make? Enough to cover the mortgage? Probably make a lot because he would be a god in Auburn. That's right. Yeah, that's it. They'd be like, kid, why don't you come back, coach? Got, You're always a guy who can come back, right? I got, a deal, I got a deal with Jay Jacobs. Every six years, he schedules a home and home with Wazoo, and that keeps us going. <laughs> just, let me tell you what, man. Put, a, put that in a couple of T-bills. Maybe hit the market when it's low. Come back. Wazoo fans just roll in again. It's recession-proof. They're like the locusts. I know they'll come back. They always do. That and that and just leave. Just get that. That's what you want to do if you're if you're at a school that doesn't do this very often, right? Sure, you could you could keep working. You could, but man, if I'm like anywhere near fifty and I win a national title, hello TV, bye coaching. Get because that. then, that, because like, then if you do if you do that then you can keep bumping up your TV contract because every year they're going to be like, oh, I heard, I heard Spencer's going to take the, uh, Spencer's going to take the UCLA job. Oh, you I beat yeah. me. You beat me to the point, And that is so <laughs> awesome. because This is why John Gruden is the most brilliant human being on earth. Cause now he's always next. He's always next. Yeah. He's John, always- John Gruden's going to be 94 locked in Alzheimer's. And they're going to be like, I don't know, man. I think coach is looking <laughs> I think he's out. I th- you know, that Vikings job, they got a roster. I think we need to bump him up too, Mel. 
ESPN paying him $58 million a year. <laughs> you know what? We can, we you know can what? Either, listen, what? we can either keep the NBA contract or John Gruden. Look, <laughs> look man. And NBA ain't going to go win a Super Bowl. They're, they're, they're out there making a plea to cord cutters like, listen, we owe John so much money. Can y'all please just stick around a few more months? He's huddled in a wheelchair in the corner going, I call uh, this guy pill lady because she brings me the pills. This is awkward, but we're starting a Kickstarter for to keep John Gruden in Bristol. I don't know, man. Yeah, I know we're a monolith, but boy, he just, you know, we don't know who's calling him. It's impossible to say. Will Wait. someone please kidnap John Gruden? <laughs> you want to know how smart you want to know how smart Gruden was, man? He pre-retired. He took a job in Tampa, and then he stayed in Tampa, where you go when you retire. Like he just he and Bruce Arians, man. Bruce Arians just like got to a Super Bowl in Arizona, and he's like, man, I already set up my life here. Cool. Bye. John John he Gruden just, has not coached. Since the 2008 season. And I guarantee you, this season, there will be at least one Power 5 job where somebody says, Oh, John Gruden's... Hey, Butch, things aren't going great for Butch Jones. John Gruden's interested. That's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing. Breaking here on oh, Shutdown yeah. Volcast. It's always Tennessee, but then there'll, there'll be some other school. Sure. Like, I, I hear he's got a third cousin whose Ooh. kid is enrolled here. I think he like. I've heard he likes the Northeast more than he thought. Boston College, come on down. You know, he's always said there's just something about that Marshall job. Texas State. I mean, just a sleeping giant there in San Marcos. Yeah, so that's the move. We have questions. Actually, we don't have questions. We flipped no, the... we have we have answers. We have answers. We flipped this to a Jeopardy format this week, which... Uh, I'm very proud of our readers because they immediately messed up like three out of the four first responses by me saying, give us your answers and we will respond in the form of a question and actually including a picture of a Jeopardy question from when they had a college football category and three out of the four first answers were just questions. There is a visual prompt. I mean, I think what we've learned is that our listeners, uh, about 90% of them have never seen Jeopardy. Which is fine. It's a pretty old show. It's still running, but that's fine. It's, it's the things you learn, I guess. You're just you're just too young and cool for us. That's what we've learned. Yeah, we got it. We got we got to get one of them esports. We got to find a way to do one of them esports questions. We do. I, I do want to start with the first one. The answer. The answer is uh, from at Ben JGC Ben Gelman Chomsky. This seemingly simple play is low-key the dirtiest in NCAA video games. Okay, a little context to this. I tweeted out something about the NCAA EA video game series. RIP, last one was the 2014 edition, cut in half and terminated by the completely just lawsuit about likenesses being used by schools of athletes that didn't get compensated for it. Uh, they really should get money for it. EA wants to make the game. The NCAA sucks. That's why this hasn't happened. But a great series going like all the way back to the 90s. And this led to this like very long Twitter conversation where people were just fondly remembering all of their favorite like teams, plays, and Steve Slayton and Pat White. Easily 40% of the responses 
were, uh, yeah, man, Steve Slayton and Pat White in that game, man. Steve Slayton and Pat White in that game. West Virginia in like 2007. Oh, God. Which is true. They, they did wreck shop. But if your answer is this, this seemingly simple play is low-key the dirtiest in NCAA video games, I'm going to say, what is 4-vert? Four 4-vert, four if, if you have the middle of the field open read where the receiver to the right side on the inside runs a post, if the middle of the field is open, and if not, they just carry on up the seam. Yeah, I'll throw, if, I'll, if I'll throw four vert all day long out of that. If they're in cover two or cover four, um, first down. If not, you're going to have to find a spot on the outside. But That's fine. You, you can do that. You know what? That's when you motion your running back over because you're running out of a two-by-two, two, four-wide set, and then you use the running back either to run an angle route or send him deep, too. My favorite trick with that play is um, if the DBs are backed up off your guys to have your far outside receiver hot route him to a curl. So then you check for your first read becomes for that seam. And if if not, just fire the curl. He'll catch it. It's a solid eight yards right there. I mean, it's, it's, it's basically unstoppable. Oh, that's sinister. Absolutely sinister. I will also say... The backup answer or question to this is, what is the zone read with Pat White and Steve Slayton in the 2007 <laughs> West Virginia playbook? Because, uh, yeah, it didn't lose, man. It did not. And if the defensive end crashed down and you just you took the ball out with Pat White, whoo, bad things. Like horrendous things because he hit that corner fast. Absolutely beautiful. Especially if you put Noel Devine in that three-back set. That's like cooking with grease, man. The grease fire. Burn the whole house down. Maybe take the forest with it. That's some deeply West Virginia shit. Burn down that cold, polluted hill that just goes up, burns for like 30 years. Yeah. I get excited when I talk about burn, this. So. Burn, down the, burn down the fire. I don't know. It's a lot of fire is what I'm trying to say. My, my, my personal go-to from year to year was always the fullback angle. Because mm. no, no, so that is a good one. Nobody covers the fullback, first of all. Um, and, and it's just an automatic four or five yards. Plus, he's a big guy, so he's probably not going to fumble. Um, and usually you pair that with like a tight end cross. So the tight end sort of clears everybody out with the fullback coming in behind him. Um, and then there's also the tight end running the uh, it, it, running sort of the other way, running and out. Um, so then you catch that linebacker in stress, whichever way the linebacker, that, that middle linebacker doesn't go, that's where the ball goes. Can I ask the flip question to both of you? What is the play that should have worked best in the NCAA, but always either had linebacker with the eyes in the back of his head making a pick or just receiver would fuck up the route or just like... What was the play that you were like, why won't this work? Well, for, for years, the option just did not work. And then one year, they super overpowered it. And every sim, it would be like Georgia Tech <laughs> national title. And then they, yeah. I think in 2014, they brought it back down to earth. And they got it pretty good, pretty much right. Like, you can, you can, play, you can play as Tech. You can play as Auburn. You can play ULM's playbook in NCAA 14 is my favorite stock playbook it's in bonkers. any NCAA game ever. Absolutely bonkers. Um 
but yeah, I'll just say the option in general. Yeah, there, there was a while where it was like, oh, this is simple math. I have one guy here and one guy there. Why is this hard? Why can't you do this? The one thing they never really got right, I never felt like they got the halfback screen right. Oh, no. Now, I mean, the computer could run it against you pretty well yes. sometimes. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. But you could never run the halfback screen because guys who in college are probably like way over blitzing, right? Like, yeah. like, like not even looking and having zero discipline. Guys who would do that would suddenly fall back into like prescient telepathic coverage, right? Like just, oh yeah, I, I saw that coming the whole time. They never really got that right. And, or they would have cornerbacks blowing up tackles to get to the running back. Right. Or, on or, the, or the third option, it, it, it would all fall into place. And the fucking running back wouldn't turn around to catch the ball. You just hit him in the yeah. water. Or you don't get the timing exactly right perfect, and your mm-hmm. your running back does, like, a jumping spin catch of, of the damn screen. Oh, so, like, the animation down, takes about just, four seconds. Or he just dives dives <laughs> yeah. and catches, and he's down where he caught it. Cool. Two yards. Oh, also, one, one, one other note. I don't ever think they got punt returns exactly right. Like, I, I punt returns were... So very difficult to do. And I know they don't happen often, but man, they, they, they didn't happen often Which is enough. weird because kick returns usually felt pretty right, didn't they? Yeah, kick returns were fine. Punt returns. There, were some, there, there, were, there was a year or two in there where kick returns, it was there was sort of a hack to it that made it a little too easy. Like you run toward the middle and then you immediately cut left sideline and you'd probably have like a 5% chance of scoring a touchdown, which is a bit too high, 5, yeah. 10, whatever. Um, but it seems like in video games, they just cannot make it possible to do to like block kicks or whatever because somebody will figure out exactly how to do it and do right. it every time, like right. Lawrence Taylor and Tech Mobile. Yeah, I think it was the 2007 edition that had my least favorite thing in the history of the series. Maybe a 2008 edition, I'm not quite sure. It was the one that had the 20-foot linebacker. Like yes. if you had, yeah, you could not throw in the middle of the field because the linebacker was basically like a supercharged version of weak side Derek Brooks, but he played the entire middle yeah, of the field. Yeah, it was like if Derek Brooks and Dulcim had a baby. Yeah, just just like, yeah, you could throw, <laughs> you could make the read completely right, and the guy so in the would, would sink back and absolutely mob, like for a pick. It wasn't Damn like it, he was just Yoga, yoga it up. fired again! Yeah. That was I can't remember exactly what year that was, but wor- the worst glitch in the history of the game was the eighteen. Nah, that was linebacker. like that was like every year until fourteen. That and the Willie Mays defensive back, the the you, you throw the bomb and the cornerback runs the route like it was thrown to him, catches it yeah. over the shoulder with your receiver just sort of flailing. Yeah, those but two yeah. very that, cheap interception methods sort of made said, up for like. Here's the thing that one. I've seen that in college football. <laughs> like that I've, one, that one felt like bullshit, but and happened too often. But it it had it was based in reality. Jason, you have a question? Yeah, let's see here. I'm sorry. Do you have an answer? Let me let me hit you with an answer. Um, from Flex Chapman on Twitter, this beloved vacation destination is actually trash. We have discussed Gatlinburg on this program and this program's predecessor. I think our opinion on Gatlinburg being trash is well known. It's public record at this point. 
Um, I got to go for basically anywhere in Florida on the Atlantic coast. It's mm, smelly. Strong. Um, it's too crowded. Uh, it's, it's like the awful side that's somehow also more popular, which makes it even more awful. Um, the Gulf side is good. Just do the Gulf side. Never, never do the ocean side. This Brian, do you have an opinion? Th- yeah, this is easy. Um, it's a city where I live, New York. I don't, I, I can understand if you come here for a very narrow reason. Like you have a kid who loves musical theater. Great. You should come here. That makes sense. Or you love modern art and you want to go to one of the modern art museums. Yeah, sure. Makes total sense. Or you are, you know, like there, there are specific reasons why I could see why you would come to New York City. But the idea that you just come here because it's New York and therefore that is somehow good, I don't, I don't see it. I really, it, it, it is sort of like, hey, what if you took like all the worst parts of Europe and made them a little bit dirtier, but also you were much more likely to get hit by a car and die because all the cars are bigger. What okay. if you go to New York City for the barbecue? I mean, if you're a Texan, yeah, I get it. You know, you don't. What what options do right. you have? You have to get on that plane. You have to. You know what sucked about? I mean, I'm not even going to talk in depth about that. But what sucked is that the restaurant featured in the tweet that shall not be named is really dope. It's a really fucking good restaurant. It is excellent barbecue. And I think Andy Staples actually was like, yeah, you know, don't just judge food based on where it is. That said, I don't think New York is going to be the capital of barbecue anytime soon. And here's the worst part. Um, how much are you willing to pay for, like, a good barbecue dinner for four people? Either Both of you, I want you to answer this question. Um, I just did it. Um, okay. I would probably, like, in Atlanta, if I'm paying yeah. for a barbecue dinner for four, Right. You're going, to, you're going to what, Fox Brothers or Heirloom or one of those? Sure, man. I mean, yeah. and you know, we're probably going to tune it up to like 50 or 60 bucks. Total. Yeah, Total. you're, you're, you're going to expect like 80 tops probably. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're at least breaking into $100 to do the same thing here. Yeah. So, Which is, which is the bad part is that even when New York mm. is good at things, it's like, yeah, but you could have the good version of that for at least a third cheaper. So... Yay! Come to please. Don't uh, come. I'm gonna please don't come here. Please don't come here. I'm gonna select. We were in New York just days ago, and it was okay. It was okay. You eat you eat things encased in bread. That's my favorite thing. They're like, man, New York is an amazing cosmopolitan place. Here's a sandwich. You're just mad. Oh you're man, too, the, you're food, just, the food. You're just mad. You're too sick to go to Pock Pock. I ain't listening to you. The food is incredible. Yeah, because Pock Pock was fucking good. Yeah, it's in Portland too. Right? Yeah, like, you should you should go to that one. No lie, you should go to the. I mean, Pop Pop New York. If you're, if you're in New York, great, go to that one. If you're if it's a toss up, go to Portland. Why wouldn't you go to Portland instead? Oh, if you if you find yourself in New York, leave and go to Portland. If it's an option, yeah, yeah. yeah like if here's the thing: if you are fly, let's say next time you're flying to New York, and they're like, "Uh, this flight is oversold, and we're looking for volunteers who will." jump on uh the next flight we'll give you 300 airline bucks and uh you know a coupon you can use at burger king volunteer and then say hey sure no problem also i need this flight i need to be on a flight that goes to portland instead of new york please (laughs) 
What would, I, what would happen what if you, you do did is that? you hijack <laughs> that plane and take it to Portland. Okay, I don't recommend you do that. I don't. No, that's no, no. I, hijackers don't really Smart, have a high. Su- they don't have a high success rate in terms of the Pacific Northwest. Do not try to parachute out of. Uh, Spencer, what is what is your uh, beloved vacation destination that is actually bad? I don't know if anyone actually goes on vacation here. I just hear people mention it, and I know that Russians go there a lot, and British people go there a lot. It always mystified me. Miami. I know it's kind of part of Jason's answer, but I want to make it specific. Because <laughs> I know why I would go to Miami, and that's to, like, I don't know, it's just, it, like, go to some place that's, like, kind of sketchy and where you, like, get drunk. That's, you know, maybe if you're in college, you go there to find drugs. There's really not a lot to do in Miami. Like you can go, you st- you can't go fishing. You can go clubbing. You don't want to go clubbing in Miami. Do you know what it is? It's like the worst people on earth. They're all very attractive. That's why they're the worst people on earth. They don't have to be good, right? They have money and they're very attractive and they have no taste. That's, that's Miami. And I, I don't want to go out. That's right. I'd like to have something to do. You never hear about incidents at the club in Bloomington, do you? Yeah, no, no, no. Those are fine people who want all want to get along with each other because they're not good enough. They're not good looking enough or superficially good looking enough to be rude, right? But Miami, no man, like you can go hang out there, but like for a vacation, what are you going to take a kid to do in Miami at all? Um, uh, you mm. can go to the beach and look for DJ Khaled. Yeah, he needs help. He needs help at wrangling at all times. You can go to the smoldering beach, the 9,000-degree beach there, right, where you're going to have to park, haul everyone out, and then take them to your hotel, which is in all likelihood not on Miami Beach. It's not. After you do that, I don't go to a, like, I, I don't know what you do in Miami. Other you, can than go to, like, you can go to a Marlins game. <laughs> you could go see you could go see the world's most amazing scoreboard so yeah i don't really you understand could, you could you could go play for the marlins that you, you could, could do. yeah you could yeah, buy no, them. you could go buy the marlins you could go build a marlin stadium that's a complete possibility or you could go enjoy a fine miami hurricanes game with dozens of your friends tickets still available tickets still available it's a cheap it's a, it's a great family event right so I was wrong. There, I proved myself wrong. Go see a Canes game. <laughs> Russians. You said Russians <laughs> of Miami. Now I'm they just do, man. Every Canes game just full of Russians. <laughs> yeah, just pumping house music. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, these, guys, these guys are awesome. This is why Luther Campbell's complaining about the music at Miami games. <laughs> it's, all, it's all tattoo. All right, uh, this question is from Predicate Deriver at Gimme Grits on Twitter. This team will go 2-10 and ten when everyone expects 8-4. and four. That is a real steep fault. Like, if you want, here are the teams who went 2-10 and ten last year. Virginia, Kansas, Rutgers, UMass, Buffalo, and Texas State. I don't think we believed any of those teams would go eight and four did we i mean i know we said a lot of dumb things in last year's preview, no i'm gonna but, guess texas state was the closest at like four and eight but but if you bump it up to three and nine you do get one school that i think eight and four would have been a perfectly reasonable mm-hmm. uh that's michigan state let's let's get this out of the way now notre dame went four and eight 
Michigan State went three and nine, and the only reason that Notre Dame has to swallow that shit sandwich for the rest of the offseason is because one of Michigan State's three was against Notre Dame. So it ended whatever argument could have happened there. Um, mm. So if you're looking ahead to next season and saying who is going I, to I have, be the Michigan State, who, who, are, who are you going with? Who are you going with? Who, <laughs> who is North Carolina? Yeah, I was just going to say this. I swear to God I was going to say the same team. <laughs> wow. I have a couple I have a couple of other suggestions because I mean the, yes the, the obvious pick is oh you're losing a good quarterback and some skilled players North Carolina and you're an offense dependent team. Good luck. And your defensive coordinator just retired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just just gave up like yeah man later he did what he was supposed to do I've, everyone I've done all I can. Level. Yeah. I can't yeah. watch this anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 one team that yeah for sure. I totally think that they could go from being an eight and four, eight and five, to to being uh, being like a I don't know a two win team, but like but like a three AC, win team. ACC's on the come up. It is hard right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, every team in that conference is is tough or close to tough, other than say Virginia. Um, and like, it's not like UNC has some sort of talent advantage, um, you know, over like the. Uh, above average ACC team. So, yeah. Heels, you're fucked. You heard it here first. Um, I like that. Uh, UCLA feels like a good pick for this, except they went 4-8 and eight last year. Another team that just crashed and burned already. <laughs> Let it ride, Ryan. 4-8 with, again. Without any... <laughs> so... All right. No, that's a fair pick because no, Josh no, no. Rosen coming back, yeah. they'll say, okay, they'll, you know, they'll turn this around. I'll, I'll, can I give you... Can, can I give uh, you my four? Wait, oh, you have you have the reverse. Yeah, I want to. I want to play the reverse. Okay, go ahead. This this team could go from four and eight to eight and four, and my answer would be, what is Syracuse? Ooh, you're liking it. I oh, you're like I don't. I don't hate it. I do. I do want to see who they play in 2017. Um, oh, it's not. It's not pretty. It's not, it's not bad. It's not bad though. I mean, they they have to play a road game at LSU, and yeah, they're probably going to lose that game, which is fine. But other than that, they play they play MTSU, they play Central Michigan, they have an FCS game on here. Um, they got to go to Florida State and the well, all right, yeah. Uh, if they go, yeah, put me down for put put me down for Oregon there. You, you think, yeah. You think Oregon's? You think Oregon's doing the full flip four eight to eight four? Yeah, I'll take the easy one. They return a ton and um, coaching upgrades on both sides of the ball. I'd say, yeah, agreed. I, I think that's 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 an extremely that's plausible, right? Oh, you know another plausible? How about how about Notre Dame? Yeah, no, you're not wrong. You're not yeah, wrong. Uh, based on based on Bill's numbers last year, Notre Dame played like an eight and fourteen. Yeah, they <laughs> played did. like an eight and fourteen already. Like I, I remember, uh, we looked this up. Of their eight losses, seven were by a single score. Yeah. Now, now I will so, say, so like, if if you ha- if I had to pick one team that went eight and four last year, that's going to go two and ten this year. That team is LSU. <laughs> <laughs> not because I. That's not personal. That's not like that. That that really isn't me. Like just being hateful, but the thought of like, you know. Oh, Ed Orgeron couldn't beat Florida, so he didn't get the job. Yes, he does. Coach O in the building. Oh, we gotta, we gotta run him out. We gotta get him. 
and then two and ten. I mean, because if LSU does go two and ten, you know what one of those losses is going to be? That Syracuse game. Yeah. Woo. But by the way, that that's a mean that's a that's a mean matchup. I mean, Syracuse they'll make you tired. Here's the one I don't, that I don't be... know what else they'll do, but they'll they'll make you tired. A really funny one would be um, Minnesota going from nine and four to two and ten in the first year <laughs> under PJ Fleck, which they could man, man. That's PJ Fleck and and I, I think also Willie Taggart are those guys who year one is is for the paving, yeah. Right, who knows, like who knows oh, that's what, a nice house you got there. Don't read, don't read a lot into it. This is demo. You watch, you watch Fixer Upper. This is demo. <laughs> this is this is this is beta footage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is you'll see. This is um, this is just a tester, there's right? A of, this doesn't lead to what's going to happen here. Don't worry about Still it. Still reticulating the splines. This, this is not a playable yeah. demo. No. Yeah, you don't. You're one. Just, just, just write it off, man. Write it off. Look for the positives, because because you're going to have to. Because there's a lot of learning how to do. There are there there are those coaches who are like, we're going to teach you how to do everything over again, right? Everything. PJ standing in the snow like, I am so fired up about this program and the direction we're headed. I realize we're 0-7 right now, and that might sound a little ridiculous, but every day I see the young men coming in ready to fight, and we are just so fucking fired up right now. <laughs> you do a great PJ, man. That's good. Jason's the only good part of this podcast. Uh, we've, said He'll that be naked. Private, we've said that privately, and I hope we've said it publicly, too. He'll be naked, too. I'm I'm out here being naked, representing <laughs> our, our, all of our shortcomings. Oh, and oh man. Let me tell you this. If P.J. Flack can get Minnesota to, let's just say, one Big Ten title game, he doesn't even have to win it. He needs to do the John Gruden thing. Go to TV, hang out, and just let that, oh, my God. He's so young and healthy, he could do TV for, like, 70 years. Right. Yeah. And, and as we know, TV, the business that is in no way broken. Will definitely be around for 70 years, yeah. Yep. Especially cable. Especially cable. Especially ESPN. Yes. The the thing PJ should do is I want him to have some kind of you know, the CIA had this thing where you could take a C one thirty and it had this large catch kind of frame on the front with a dangling like it, basically it had like an immense claw on the front and what it would do is it would go over to an extraction point where there was a contact waiting, right? And the person who needed to be extracted had an enormous like balloon. Like in Batman. Like, sure. The CIA actually did this where they had an extraction team that would take somebody, pick somebody up like this and gradually reel them in, right? That's exactly how PGA Flex should leave Minnesota if he gets them to 10 wins. Like 10 wins and a spot in the Big Ten championship game, win or lose, he should just step out on the street in Indiana. Let's <laughs> Goodbye. Row the boat. Row yeah, the plane. But yeah. He does the same thing via boat, like dives into an ocean and then like the big tugboat just whisks him away. Yep. But at tugboat speed. So it's like a real slow whisking. Captaining it, Rex Ryan. (laughs) Later, suckers. Actually, it'd be be Rob Ryan. Come on. (laughs) Taste my ass, losers. Yeah, it was called the Fulton Surface to Air Recovery System, by the way, and it was spectacular. Um, that's totally how PGA Flex leaving the job if he gets in the ten wins. Like he shouldn't even attend the press conference. I just feel like, <laughs> yeah. Bye, guys. It's been nice. I have another question. Okay. 
It's a very short one. Okay. Another answer. This is from our good friend, Dr. Norris Camacho, a.k.a. Rush Roberts, at Good Bull Hunting, our Texas A&M site. This Big 12 coach built an elaborate Lego diorama of the fight scene in Roadhouse. Typically, we don't really indulge too many coach questions because, man, I don't know, you guys ask a lot of them. But, but, this just feels at heart to me like a Gary Patterson. This is totally Gary Patterson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who yeah, is, well, but, probably, but, but who is he? Who does Gary Patterson relate to in, in Roadhouse? Dalton. Is, it, is it Dalton? No, oh my God. And he had a quarterback named Dalton. Holy shit. It's all coming together. Wow. Levels. Levels. Why do you think so, he's like, normally I don't trust redheads at quarterback, but this guy's named Dalton. <laughs> I think for most people, when they read this, they think Mike Gundy. Yeah. You see the hair well, that's, that's and all that. Hair. But yeah, right. I don't think he's got time for that shit. I think Gary is nerdy enough to do this. Right. He's nerdy and like, like he's, you know, sort of like he's nerdy and he doesn't seem like the kind of guy who's like, you know, I think Gary will kick off routine, right? And he's like, no, man, I'm going to play guitar for like 45 minutes. Gary has definitely watched a YouTube tutorial on how to rip out another person's throat. <laughs> <laughs> and practiced on a watermelon or a turkey, right? <laughs> Just calling somebody at like one thirty in the morning. Hey, you know you can practice on a turkey, right? <laughs> a live turkey. <laughs> no, so we we can rule out Bill Snyder, too old. Uh, David Beatty, too young. Um, <laughs> Holgo, because he probably drank through the movie and doesn't remember any of it. Um, yeah, Matt Cam- Matt Campbell. I would say he's uh, too busy. Way too young. Way too young. Right. So, like. Yeah, like Bob Bob Stoops is having no fun. I don't see that Bob Stoops is the kind of person who would ever admit to mirth, right? Not to not to the press, at least. Hey, hey, I made a I made a Lego sculpture of my butt and mailed it to Nick Saban. I bet. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that funny, Mike? That's so funny. Bob Bob Stoops watches Roadhouse and he's like, "Oh, monster trucks get terrible gas mileage. You know that, right?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Bob, Bob's watching. He's like, "Look at this asshole! He's driving down the middle of the road. He's not even looking where he's going. Singing some song, shaboom. Just silly. That's like something they do in the SEC. That's like the SEC driving down the middle of the road, singing life would be a dream till they so hit us." Which character tackles Baker Mayfield through a damn wall? Ooh. Is that Sam Elliott? Yes. Because he yeah, already yeah. has kind of a cop look to him. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, that that looked painful. It looked very painful. If you did not hey, see Baker hey, Mayfield, get pain taken don't down. hurt. Pain don't hurt. That <laughs> was that was the rare one where the actual video I think topped the rumored video that was on Twitter. Like the when the arrest news first came out, there was this. Oh, oh is this the Baker Mayfield footage? Might be kind of thing going on, and it was like basically a dude getting suplexed. This looked even worse. He was getting form tackled into a damn wall. But that and uh, that and when it happens, right in that video, I, I you just like get kind of an idea of exactly how painful it must be to play college football as a quarterback because. He recovers pretty well from that, <laughs> right? Listen, listen. All all that told me, he's ready for the arena league. <laughs> Rodeo tackling, man. If Bud was on here, he would tell you, yeah, he is. 
<laughs> just to take a look at that form. <laughs> it's just terrible. <laughs> Big 12, basically arena league already. It's, it's the worst. It's the worst conference. It's my favorite butt it, thing about the Big Twelve. You can, you can be you can be in your kitchen and you can whisper the word Big Twelve and his head <laughs> will appear. His head will appear from a cabinet like the door will fly open. <laughs> like Jambi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's right. Also, if somebody wants to send us a Photoshop of Bud as Jambi on Wee's Playhouse, I will thank you very much. Like a like a high like a hiney ho. The Big Twelve's the worst team, you know. Um. Yeah, I have one other question. It's not even a question. Somebody just sent me a, or an answer. It's just a picture of Jim McElwain with his new goatee. Jim McElwain, Georgia, <laughs> Florida. Somebody just, in response to, give me an answer and I'll give you a question. The answer that he sent me is Jim McElwain with, what I got to say is a really, everything about this goatee is wrong. This goatee has problems. So let's it's, let's talk, uh, let let me throw out a generalization here, and I want to see if either of you agree with it. When you are over a certain age, and I'm going to say like 27 or so, if you decide, hey, I don't have X facial hair, and I'm going to try X facial hair, it's because some some stuff in your life stuff in your life is not ideal. Something is wrong, and you're using facial hair as a way to like literally change the person that you are at that moment in time yeah either you're on dis- you're in disguise you're hiding um you're hiding from the law i think i would put it like you if you haven't unlocked that facial hair by age uh 25 27 30 somewhere in that range it's not in your toolkit and if you try to put it on people are going to realize it's it's an aftermarket you know you you, ha- you have to actually level up and earn it by having a you know a terrible version as a teenager, and then you have a pretty awesome version later on. If you start with the terrible version when you're already old, nah, that ain't gonna be a fit. I mean, I feel like I'm speaking directly to Spencer's soul here, and I feel bad about that. But I have I have I have many thoughts on <laughs> facial hair development. All right, and that you really should. It's a commitment, correct? Now yeah, this is again. Yes. You have demonstrated the, that for sure. See, Spencer's tried everything at this point, though. So I have. Along, that, along that way, he's found several fits. And I'm very fortunate in that most of them look okay. Like my face holds facial hair pretty well, mostly because it's covering something up. And that's great. Like the more of this gets covered up, the happier I am. And the mustache. I will tell you this: the mustache. It's the it's the starter kit. Okay. Pretty much everybody can at least grow a semblance of a mustache. The goatee, mm, mm. got issues with the goatee. Okay, because the goatee, the goatee is just like it's it's 1992 edgy, right? And it gradually graduated into some kind of like respectability that I don't think it necessarily can carry. And if you can grow it, right, then maybe you should just grow a beard. Why would you grow a goatee if you could grow a beard? You got to shave with a goatee. It's one of the dumbest forms of facial hair because the whole point of having facial hair is not shaving. Correct? I mean, I think if you have if you're a white guy with a goatee and you're not a strength coach, you need to reassess. Dude, if you're a white guy and you're a strength coach with a goatee, I'm still going to make fun of you. Oh man, strength coaches can pull off the goatee. I think the goatees look fine on everybody on on everybody with some actual skin tone to them. It's just white guys with goatees. It looks ridiculous if you don't have just a really large square head and, and me, no neck. No way, just... man. That's the that's the, the like the goatee is the color me bad. 
of facial hairs. Okay. It's, it's just, it doesn't work. I don't think it works on, I don't think it works on anyone. It works on Stone Cold Steve Austin. Let me, I mean, it works. Wow. Let me, let me hopefully solve this here. You, do you both like Under Siege? The film? (laughs) (laughs) Buddy. Like, like, like doesn't cover my emotions. Okay. You know what Steven Seagal doesn't have in that, that he does now? A fucking goatee. Oh, that's right. No way, man. The goatees, the goatees a sign that you are in decline. What, what, I re- what I really like is that if you Google Steven Seagal goatee, the fourth result for me <clears throat> is an Uproxx article entitled A History of Steven Seagal's Body Transfer- Transformation from Thin to Fat. <laughs> that sounds like a good post. <laughs> wow. You know who's still. That's a good blog. I mean, we don't excuse people for this, and we really should. We, we really shouldn't excuse them for this. Like, you know who's got a goatee? Like late period drunk, horrible Johnny Depp. That that's yeah. who's got a goatee. Yeah. You know who's got a go? You know who's got a goatee? Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay, because in his head, I guarantee you, it's still 1997. That's- also, all of the Golden State Warriors. All of the Golden State Warriors. You can't. You don't want that. You don't want to root that. You can't support that as a human. You really can't. You know who else has a goatee? Remember when he wants to be evil? Like the lamest but like most malevolent villain in t- TV history? That's right. The man without taste, Walter White. Walter White's like, I'm evil, I'll grow goatee. <laughs> right? That's a common move though. Like I feel like there's a lot of movies where the evil version of the character just sprouts, sprouts a black square around his mouth. I can name one man who looks good with a goatee besides Stone Cold Steve Austin. One. Just one. Will Smith. <laughs> no, Will Smith should always have the kind of corny mustache. Yeah, nah, forever. T- try to imagine Will Smith totally clean shaven. You can't do it. You can't. No, do I it. can't. You can't. No. Yep. Mm. No, there was like one. He did it though. He did it. It was a space movie or something. Yeah, it was yep. probably terrible. It's probably. I think it was the one that nobody saw, and it kind of bombed his career. All right. So. Sorry. Who who looks good with a goatee? Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges, Jeff Bridges is the answer. Yeah. Yes. And Idris Elba, but that doesn't count. Oh, please. Idris Elba doesn't count. Not for beauty standards. And you're like, you know what Idris Elba looks good in? Everything. <laughs> yeah, hate his pretty face so much. Imagine, imagine us critiquing Idris Elba. <laughs> <laughs> or Jeff Bridges, hell. He's got, he's, got, he's got pointy knees. If I were Jeff Bridges, I would just go around talking like Jeff Bridges' characters in Westerns all the time. Man, I just everywhere. Found, I just found a picture of Adam Sandler with a goatee. <laughs> <laughs> That's the picture we're using for the post, damn it. When we post this, you save that picture so we can get Adam Sandler with a goatee and some gigantic pants. All right, I'll, and we, we can point we'll to it that. and go, nostalgia sucks. We'll do Don't that. ever believe that the past is good. We'll do that, <laughs> but you have to promise me that we're not going to explain it anywhere in the post or the title of the post itself. Until the 67th minute (laughs) podcast. This this is our Donald Trump's tax return. Boom. There it is. Told you we'd work our way to it. Jim McElwain's fired. He grew a goatee.